Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Plan Wise Retire Free. We appreciate your time here on the podcast with Jude and Mike as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And the topic of this week's show is Are You Paying Attention to Your Biggest Assets? And we're going to get to that in a second. But first, gentlemen, welcome in. How are you? Jude, what's going on, buddy? Hey, my friend. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Another uh, another day in uh, interesting land, but uh, we're doing all right here in this neck of the woods and hope you guys are doing there. Mike, how are you doing in your little area? As they say, just another day in paradise. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure what paradise you're living in, but I want some of that. So <laughs> that I want to Florida stop sunshine, in man. Florida, Florida sunshine. I will say this. It has the time we're taping this podcast. It has been absolutely beautiful the last couple of days. As we've shared with our listeners before, I'm just up above you guys a little bit in North Carolina. Of course, you guys are in Florida. And uh, it's been it was 88 yesterday and it's 85 today in pure North Carolina blue. As they say, Carolina blue skies is going on. How about you guys look? nice down there it's beautiful yeah I, you know wish i could go out but it's it's beautiful <laughs> well i go outside in my backyard but yeah you yeah. know I, I get what you're saying well you know what let's let's roll that into our conversation guys because we, we've got five things here on the podcast this week to talk about uh some of these these bigger assets that uh, make up our financial inventory and right now you know we are at home and we are sitting around and watching things and have extra time on our hands and are we paying attention to them? Not not just now or not prior to uh, this pandemic, uh, but also through it and on the other side of it. Uh, so if you really took inventory of your situation, you may find that you do this. So as you're listening to the podcast, you know, ask yourself these questions as you go through it with us, the exercise. Is it possible to put some more thought behind these assets? So let's start with the 401k, since obviously that, you know, for a lot of people has been affected differently depending on how they were you know, their risk uh, tolerance was set up, but that's that's a huge asset. Absolutely. And part of the process that we take our clients through a holistic planning process that looks at all of their assets. And Mark, you're 100% right. The 401k is usually either the, the largest or the second largest asset. And what we find is people have heard of the term asset allocation, you know, basically dividing your money into different categories. So you have some diversification. They've heard that term. Uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket. But what they don't really understand is that many of the mutual funds that they have have duplication. Even if you have five different mutual funds as part of your portfolio and your 401k, Oftentimes, when we do the analysis, we find that those five funds have some of the top 10 holdings. So if, if you've got five different mutual funds and Apple and Starbucks are the top 10 holding in each one of them, are you really diversified? I think not. And so you really should take some time as part of your inventory checklist to look at your mutual funds or have you know, a financial advisor kind of look at them and, and give you and make sure that you're well diversified. You know, it also strikes me that, um, you know, a lot of times people, uh, if they're doing their own 401k ass, you know, asset selection, many I've found will just look at what, who, who did the best last year. Or if they're now thinking about making some changes to their 401k, they may still be doing that. Or they may look at what's went down the most now that I should maybe get out of that and go into the thing that didn't go down as much. 
I would encourage people to consider, you know, sticking with an asset allocation strategy. You know, there's, it was a Nobel Prize winner that realized that it was the asset class you were in, not the exact asset within the class that you picked that made all the difference. So asset allocation using a strategy is very important. But the thing I would encourage people is have you went in and done this thing called rebalance? You know, maybe if you, you before had a, a 60% stocks and 40% bonds, you might look at your 401k now and find out that's not the same allocation you have now. And uh, so now's a perfect time to begin to look at that allocation and maybe rebalance that allocation to what it's supposed to be based on your normal risk tolerance. And what that normally is going to do is it might have you sell some things that didn't go down as much and actually buy some of the things that went down more, which is kind of a counterintuitive to how you feel uh, when you look at your account. You, you probably want to do just the opposite. But the smart thing to do is to do a reallocation of your 401k and get things back in balance. And to Mike's point, uh, one of the things we constantly show clients is a, a neat little chart. It's called the Callan chart. If you remember back in high school when you had physics and you had the periodic chart, this is the periodic chart of investments. A company called Callan puts it out and it shows all the different investment categories for the last 20 years and who was the top returning category all the way ranking to what was the bottom returning category. And the neat thing is very rarely does the same category repeat year after year. So uh, what we'd like to do is for you to get a copy of the calendar chart. It's not going to tell you what to invest in, but it's a nice little little chart to see that what you think, uh, like Mike said, as far as investing, you may be looking at something that's counterintuitive, selling off your winner because this year your winner may be the best performing, but it probably may not be the best performing next year. Gotcha. Okay. And of course, if you guys want to get a hold of that, uh, they can just go by the uh, the podcast website, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com, or just call 800-779-4592, or is there another way you'd like to go? No, we'll put it on the podcast website. Okay, perfect. And we'll also send out uh, a notification to everybody when this podcast is available. We'll have it in the in the email. Okay, there you go. So we'll send that out to you if you're already subscribed. If you're not, please subscribe to the, uh, or at least consider uh, subscribing to the podcast, Plan Wise Retire Free, on whatever platform it is that you choose to use. And uh, of course, you can go again to that website, planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. And so let's go on to the second one, guys, on our asset list. And that is a great big asset physically as well. And that's the house. So, you know, it's for most people, it may be the number one asset. And if that's the case for you, uh, have you considered different things about what you want to do with it in retirement? I'm sure that's something you guys deal with all the time. I think, you know, for uh, let's talk about something that we might want to consider doing right now. Okay. If you have a mortgage, we're at historic lows in interest rates. And one of the things that a lot of people maybe, maybe they want to take advantage of re- refinancing now because interest rates are so low now because of the crisis, it's sometimes hard to get in contact with somebody to help you with that. But um, I know that there is a large movement today in doing re- refinancing because of interest rates are so low. In the context of a larger plan, certainly you know, things that you may, you know, if you're going to think about downsizing for retirement or things like that, that's something that needs to be put in the plan. But if you're looking for something you might be able to do right now, that might be something to look at if you still have a mortgage. 
That's absolutely right, Mike. Interest rates right now are at historic lows. I've got a client who is looking at purchasing a new house. And when we looked, did a search among mortgage providers, they were currently paying 4% on their house that they live in now. But on the new purchase, we're looking at uh, about 3.25, which it would be a significant saving for them. Yeah. And we're all probably getting different messages and things about interest rates and whatnot. So uh, certainly an interesting point to at least have a conversation with your advisor about or with an advisor about uh, when talking about, you know, are we paying uh, attention, doing some due diligence, if you will, to some of our biggest assets. So if you have some questions, as always, you know, reach out to the guys and let them know you can have a phone conversation with them as well. 800-779-4592. Social Security. This one always blows my mind and I'm, you know, I'm not there yet. My brother's getting pretty close to it. He's starting to look at the numbers more and more. But the fact that, you know, over the course of your lifetime, some people could, this could be a a half a million dollar asset. That's mind blowing and quite huge. Well, one of the things that we've experienced at the office is that when a new prospective client comes in and they've been doing their own research about how much they should have in total to retire successfully, a lot of times they don't feel like they they are where they need to be at. They've got some number in their mind of total assets that they should have. And the biggest asset they haven't accounted for, because you're right, if you were to calculate your payments that you would receive in social security, it could be worth anywhere. If you were to get one lump sum check for those payments over your lifetime, it could be worth four or $500,000. So I met with a client once that they felt that they had not saved enough and they were beating themselves up. They had saved about a million dollars and some guru had told them that if they took out 5% off of that million dollars, they could have $50,000 worth of income. And that was beneath what they really needed. And then when I did the calculation for them and showed them the value of their social security based on some advanced claiming strategies, they were exactly where they needed to be at. You know, and you're right. The one thing we see more and more is just how much misinformation there is about social security. Everybody has got a friend or a buddy or a brother that tells them what option they should choose. And what do I always say to them, Jude? Do the math. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you know, if you do the math and we have, one of the things we always do as a part of a financial plan is we do a social security analysis. It's easy to figure out um, when you plug the numbers in, which one will give you the most and which one We'll give you the second most. But what we find is that's that's a good beginning. And it's funny because it seems to be also the most eye-opening when somebody comes in because they usually they've already in their mind decided which option to pick. But more importantly, we it's timing because if you use some of the advanced strategies, sometimes you have to delay. And if you have to delay, then you have to take your income from somewhere else unless you're unless you don't retire. So Adding, putting both of those calculations together gives them the ability to customize their cash flow, uh, especially during the early stage of their retirement. And if they do it right, we've seen many cases where the difference in Social Security, if they live a long time, could be anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
Now, this goes to show you how long Mike and I have been working together. He's in Bradenton. Mm -hmm. I'm in Orlando. He asked me, what do I always say? (laughs) In a split second, I can tell you because I know all of the Mike-isms. Yeah, but I mean, if it's good and it works, then roll with it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So well said. Well said. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, now if it's you know if it's dad jokes, then we may have to talk about it because dad jokes are you know they might can get a little stale sometimes. But I am the king of dad jokes. <clears throat> My daughter will say she's like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go see her. Well, when we when we could, we'd go see her down at the naval. Uh, station in in uh, South Carolina, and and she'd be like, "Oh no!" She'd take one of her friends out with us and be like, "Now be prepared. He's going to tell a lot of dad jokes." And I'm like, "Hey, I earned the right to tell dad jokes, right? That comes with the territory." Uh, all right, so we're talking about uh, biggest assets: 401k, house, Social Security, maybe kind of like a like the big three, kind of like the like a stool, if you will, the three legs of a stool. But there are two others. Like we said we had five, so there's a couple others we don't want to neglect those as well, guys. So. Uh, future savings potential. Now, that might sound weird to say, how is that a big asset? But it is possible that this will not be as big as you think it could be in, you know, until it's realized much later. Uh, talk to us through future savings potentials. Well, when we do a plan, if somebody is you know, 10 or 15 years from retirement, one of the things that we do as a part of the calculation is we show that over time, uh, if they're allocating, let's say, a certain percentage of their salary into a 401k, we show the inflation of that, showing that you know, as they, if they get raises in their salary, that percentage turns into a bigger number each and every year. So many times, if you just look at the progression of that and they stick with their plan, they realize they're saving. They're going to end up saving a lot more money than they thought they would, uh, because many times when people do that, they just use one number, one percentage, and they come up with a number. But that inflation potential uh, it can pay huge dividends in the future for retirement. The other thing about future savings potential is that we look at the gap of life insurance that a client should have, and there's no time like now that it's become more evident that long life isn't promised to any of us and we don't know what tomorrow brings. So you should be looking at the income that could be replaced if one spouse passes away, particularly if that spouse is the the biggest breadwinner. So we'd like to see that our clients have enough life insurance to replace that income should that person pass away. No, and and I think that makes sense. And again, so we don't want to neglect our our future savings potentials, and and that way we can enjoy our you know all aspects of our lifestyle as we're moving through it. Because there's so many of these facets that make up these uh, you know the retirement planning process, a plan. Uh, and the final one, guys, that I wanted to bring up real fast here before we wrap this up is the smaller accounts, the collective whole, if you will, I guess of of having all these little other you know kind of uh, tertiary or satellite pieces. We met with a new client in the office two weeks ago, and it was kind of funny. If you, This client has done extremely well in his career, switched jobs a few times. And when we did the financial inventory, we found that he had eight different 401ks that he had really no clue uh, what was going on with them because he had moved and switched jobs so many times. And when we told him that we could consolidate those eight different 401ks to one IRA that he would understand what's going on, you could see the relief in his face just open up. 
So uh, oftentimes we're going to be switching jobs and we need to keep a track and of all of those different accounts. I think these bunch of smaller accounts are partly, you know, life is busy. And so it's easy if you change jobs to just move on. And now you're focused on the new job, the new 401k. And that other one's still over there somewhere and you get busy. But the other thing I would implore people to realize is another thing. And that is if that person gets hit by a bus, I want them to think about what the impact is on the spouse, because in many cases, that's a really tough time anyway. And all the complexity of gathering all of that stuff up can be daunting, especially if the spouse is not very financially sophisticated. Even if they are, it's still daunting. And so uh, there's two reasons. One, I think you get better asset management because you get more clear about what your asset allocation is because it's all in one spot without having a giant Excel spreadsheet to try to figure it out. And number two, uh, it just makes things uh, much simpler to deal with as life gets busy and you're busy. It's easier to keep your eye on one ball than it is eight. No, absolutely. I think that's some great points today this week on the show, guys. So uh, five items to make sure we're paying attention to um, our biggest assets, make sure we're uh, doing the right things, the right things by them, you know, giving them the proper attention they deserve. And Jude, you mentioned the the calendar chart. One more time, tell us about that. And if they would, if folks would like to get one, uh, how they could do that. Absolutely. The calendar chart is what we lovingly call in the industry, the periodic table of investments. It's going to show you the company Callan does a study every year and goes back 20 years and shows you which was the best performing sector out of all the investments that they track and which was the worst and they're color coded. And so what you quickly figure out when you look at the Callan chart is that one, it's almost impossible to predict who's going to be the best performer next year. And two, don't fall in love with a particular investment because just because it's a top performer this year, it may be the worst performer next year. So we'll have that underneath the podcast on the website and in the notification as we're sending you the email that this podcast is available, it also be ready for the download in the email. All right. So again, you can get that by having, you know, being subscribed to the podcast. You can go to, if you have not yet, if you'd like, you can go to the website, which is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. You can call the team for a consultation or a conversation if you need some help. You know, if there's something about uh, the topics we've covered today that you need to discuss or address or whatever the case is, the team is always around to help. So just reach out to them, even though they're in different parts of the place right now and we're doing things you know, over the phone and virtually and all that kind of stuff like so many folks are doing, it's still important to reach out and get help when you need it. So give them a call at 800-779-4592. Go to the website at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. And again, that's 800-779-4592. And gentlemen, enjoy the day. Have a good day. Have a safe day. Stay safe and sane. And we'll see you next time here on the show. Why, thank you so much. We look forward to doing it again. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. Appreciate it, Jude. You guys take care. And I will see you next time here on Plan Wise, Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.